Sorry, that was the wrong Pedro Pascal show that I was watching today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight, the penultimate episode of Look for the Light. Our Last of Us HBO podcast show, where we talk about the HBO podcast, the HBO show, The Last of Us. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined once again by Josh Thompson. Hello. Hello, mate. Now, this is a surprise because on our last podcast, you were like, yeah, I ain't going to make it. But here you are. I'm so proud. Yeah. Do you know what? I did it. I made, you it. Did it. <laughs> I made it through the cold winter, and I got here. So Joel's safe arms mm. on the other side. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're eight, eight out of nine now, and mm. I think you and I are the only ones that have been here. We are the last of us. We are Joel and Lenny, essentially, now. We are. We've got we're one nice. more in the bag, and that's it. Well, we've got the full house tonight, so, which is really cool. So, yeah, shall uh, yeah. crack on with uh, Miles Thompson. Hello again, or hello there again. Hello there, welcome back. Thank you, mate. It's yeah. it's nice to be back again. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah, a little bit better, thank you. Uh, recovering, slowly but surely. Uh, we've obviously chatted about it before, but uh, yeah, it's kind of kicking our ass, this COVID, not COVID, whatever thing it is, but we're much better than we were, so thank you for asking. Good, 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 good. And cheer yourself up with this episode, I would assume. Pardon, sorry? <laughs> Cheered yourself up with this episode, I assume. Yes, absolutely. It was nice to get back onto The Last of Us train and to watch some good entertainment. Although I still haven't watched The Mandalorian still. And uh... now, now that you've made that quote at the start, I'm like, oh, I really want to watch it. But apparently wants to finish The Last of Us first so that I can then binge it. Fair. Fair. Yeah, you're only two episodes down. You're all right. Yeah, exactly. Minus already have, f- only like half an hour long. Oh, yeah, that too. I might just like watch a synopsis or something just so I could skip it. <laughs> It's not even a previously. I was going to say at the start of the start of um, oh, Mando. Damn! Um, so you're going to have to go searching for something. Disney going ham. They don't care at all. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'll have to watch a synopsis. There's, there's surely something on YouTube for someone who's like creative for people who don't care. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, also returning to the pod, it's Cat. Hello. Hello, friend. How are you? Hello. I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Living thy dream as ever. As ever, happy and excited to talk about The Last of Us once again. For the penultimate uh, time. I, yeah, I'm so sad. Like, so sad when they were, like, showing the last, like, um snippet of the finale. I was like, damn, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's nearly over. I can't believe we're nearly yeah. at nine episodes already. I know. Rubbish. Absolutely crazy. And rounding off the pods, tonight, it's the one, the only, Sean Davies. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Excellent. We're doing all well. right. Yeah, we are. Living large. <laughs> Living, large. <laughs> Living large and in charge. Um, you tell the audience about your your feast that you're currently uh, smoking upon? I, I've, I've, I've decided not to eat it just yet. Okay. Um, because I open the boxes and it is really hot, so I'm going to wait for it just to cool down a bit. But I've got some meaty cheese, mac, mac and cheese, and some chicken tikka covered fries from the Dirty Diner in Stoke on Trent. It's delightful. Incredible. Good place. Uh, Incredible. It's not dirty, but the food is dirty. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Well, we are all here, of course, to talk episode eight of The Last of Us, uh, which was called When We Are In Need, which is a hell of a title for this show. Think <laughs> you really think about it. Um, it was, of course, based on the David sequence of the game. Um, there's little bits here and there that we can get into um, in regards to what was similar. But my God, um, this was a hell of a recreation and a hell of a performance from um, from Bella Ramsey. Um, I'll go from the top. Uh, Josh, what did you make of this episode? Uh, Craig Mason very early on said that the later episodes are going to have these emotional action scenes. Um, I thought it sounded a bit wanky, but I think this episode... <laughs> was emotional action wasn't it um there was Very a lot so. that um there was a lot more said and a lot more kind of feelings that weren't just sadness in this uh and i mean as it was even darker than it has been but i really enjoyed it um i'm really interested in what everyone else's opinion on kind of like the execution of this episode was um because i think they wove all the little through lines in really neatly um in terms of like the story beats in a way that kind of made more sense than the game almost um i think uh things like um the connection between the university and the the kind of settlement that they're at in this episode uh hit a lot harder um i think because in the game you kind of just like shoot so many people that you're like once once they're like oh yeah they killed our guys it was like which ones i killed fucking so many in this game <laughs> i could have killed any of your guys but it it meant a lot more you know killing that one person that it kind of had a ripple effect um and more so than ever i think from our kind of breakdown of episode five I think it is this whole idea of fate and um everything happening for a reason is really like such a massive theme for the show that it is in the game um yeah it's just it's just amazing storytelling it's such a such a great episode yeah I agree um I think there were segments that I kind of wish was there um but we'll get into that in uh in a bit uh Miles yeah, very similar to Josh. I think he's kind of touched on it really well about how it's action with emotion. Um, and they really captured the feel of this section of the game really well. And you like there is a lot that's condensed, you know, a lot of the the sections between Ellie and David are obviously reduced quite substantially from where the game is, with the exception of when she's kind of captive. Um but I thought it was very well handled considering it's barely an hour this episode and they had a lot to squeeze into this. And they did a little bit of like developing like the community around David's kind of plot. I kind of wanted a bit more around that. I would have liked this to have actually been like a couple of episodes to really build up this community and how it's all functioning and stuff because I was quite intrigued by it all. And um, I think one of the things from this is that I'm enjoying the show so much. My only wish is that there was just more of it <laughs> in like all of these different offshoots that we've been going into. Um, I do think there's a couple of places here where because you don't have the intensity of the game of like, for example, we're going to go into it more, but like with Joel battling his way to get to Ellie um, 
and Ellie kind of half escaping, reaching a point, then being confronted by David. Like I kind of missed a little bit of those sections of like the tension being built up and your interaction within that. But I think considering the time constraints they've had on this season and the limited amount of screen time they have to achieve, you know, all the main story beats, I think they've done a really good job of condensing what is a very important section of the story into an episode. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And there's a couple of moments on it that really stood out as like highlights of the season for me. Um, so yeah, it was nice to nice to be back with it again. And uh seeing Bella Ramsey's just absolutely crushing it. It's almost every episode, they just get better and better every time. Yep. Yep, hard agree on that one. Um, Kat, what did you make of this episode? Yeah, I really, really liked it. I didn't realise I was um unmuted then, Howard. Um but I muted myself. How strange. Anywho, I've just probably just been breathing down the microphone like whilst everyone's been talking. Um, so I was about that, just tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought this was a really good episode. I was always really excited for this episode because I think that it the layers of stress that are in the game during this episode um are really important. I really liked the the kind of nuances around like there's something about I really love like the behind the scenes stuff and I really love the um like the direction that that they have with this this series. I was talking like I think it was last week about um the the silences and the not knowing and the and how that definitely is on purpose. And you can see that kind of in this game as well in this game in this series episode as well. There's a lot of long drawn out pauses that mean so much like they're saying so much in the silence. Um and that's even between like James and David between Ellie and 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 David and I I think that's I think sometimes it's just very 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 clever um yeah I really like this episode I'm absolutely flabbergasted that there's only one left um it's gonna be a biggie yeah but yeah only 45 minutes long as well next week what yeah they got a lot to fit no. in damn yeah yeah, shortest episode of the season. Uh, next, next uh, is the last one, apparently. Crazy stuff. Um, Sean, your take on this one? I assume you knew nothing about this going in. I knew nothing. I don't know how I've managed to avoid. I think someone said. I think in the Slack around this particular the characters of this episode, and that was the only kind of context that I've got. Uh, I think we talked about how bleak the show was and someone mentioned there's like winter and then david um but my god what an incredibly well crafted episode of tv not knowing anything going in um it felt very much like there was breadcrumbs left for you to follow as a viewer not knowing what was coming up and so you know the whole you know the conversation in the diner where you know, when can we bury him? Talking about, you know, the person who died and then that linking back to the previous episode. And you're like, okay, so these these are gonna have beef with with Joe and Ellie. Um, and then that a very knowing glance between David and the other guy whose name I've forgotten. Um James. James. Thank you, yes. Um it it was just I I didn't know where this was going until tell about halfway through and I'm like oh shit 
And then things started to make sense in the fact that he's a teacher and you're just like, fuck, this guy is despicable. Um, and the fact that it ends in a very cathartic way that kind of is incredibly touching, just an incredibly well put together piece of TV. Um, I think as someone who didn't know what was going in, going going to happen going in, I was just blown away, if I'm honest. Um, just well put together TV. That's my take. How about you, Ross? Do you, did you enjoy this? Um, yeah, I loved it. I uh, like yeah, I was really looking forward to this part of the story. Um, I think the performances were brilliant, um, especially of um, David. I think personally, for me, Game David is just that little bit creepy, a little, a little bit more sinister. But I think it's maybe because we spent more time with him than we did in the show. Um, I think that Nolan North's performance just gave him a little extra creepy edge for me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. Otherwise, um, Bella was absolutely stunning, and it was just a. Uh, it was a really. It was. It was almost shot for shot. I mean, a lot of it, and that was really interesting. Um, particularly the ending and um, the fire in the steakhouse. I remember playing that, and it's an absolute bloody nightmare that that moment, and it's um, it's it's recreated really well, and it's it's those moments where you go, you know, this is a video game, you know, you can that segment where the steakhouse is on fire, Davis is walking around, Bella's stealthing around, you do get that, you get that video game feeling, you know, and you get that feeling like if this was the other way around, you'd think, oh, if there was a game of this, I'd love to play this this moment could be really cool just trying to avoid David and trying to get out. And, you know, the fact that it's kind of the other way around, it's, it makes it all the more exciting. And yeah, it was great. It was just a, uh, as you said, a very well-crafted hour of television. And uh, I can't believe that next one is the last one um, because I don't know. I feel like there's still so much more to go, but it's a, um, I guess we'll see what happens, but it's a, yeah, this was a fantastic way to lead into the next one because um, Joel's back on, Ellie's back on. You know, there's there's a lot to do, but it's going to be great. Um, right then, let's uh, let's let's open it up uh, to to the kind of main discussion. Um, come off mute, we can just get chatting. We can do the old roundtable uh, conversations. Um, Miles, you said you had some series highlights in this episode. Yeah, I think. Um... There's a couple of really well done moments. I I really liked the way they approached Ellie and David's first uh, interaction. And I kind of agreed with you of like, I think game David is that much more like almost sinister in tone. Like you can tell from his voice like immediately. Whereas this David's a little bit less uh, creepily assuming like immediately. And I think that kind of works for the show because he's a bit more disarming. Um, and then the actual like conflict showdown between Ellie and David like you said it just feels like a really climactic moment of these two people um and I kind of like the way he kind of expressed like was trying to get Ellie on side and stuff and you've had all that build up and the way Ellie's been portrayed as like this really clever character of how she does read people and he doesn't realize that she is reading him in that moment as well so a couple of really good moments in that the only part I was a bit like I wanted closer to the game was the actual finish when Ellie is done like <laughs> slashing his body in the game. Joel literally pulls her off and like has to like physically stop her. And I felt like in the show, the fact that she kind of stops, walks outside and then Joel finds her 
I don't know. I felt like I lost just a little something in that moment, and I would have liked to have seen that recreated a bit closer. But I wonder if that's just for like a TV show. Maybe that's the direction they need to take for it. Um, what I think about that moment is that it throughout that entire episode, you wanted Ellie to be the one that saved herself, mm. and I think you know she was already in the game. I think at that point she'd already won, but Joel still had to sort of get her out of the steakhouse and get her to safety. Yeah. Whereas in this moment, she kind of did it all on her own. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a fair point of like, they're showing Ellie's development of, you know, a big part of what David's saying is that she can't survive on her own. And actually she guts him and then manages to stop and leave. But there's something about in the game of like Joel having to literally rip her off from stopping her, just gutting his face even more. I don't know. There's something about that that I always quite liked about that approach to it. But yeah, I think you make a fair point with that. Um, but I think David's characterization in this is almost a bit like he's almost worse. <laughs> like Sean said, it's like he's just got layers of you're mm. a piece of shit. And in, in the game, I always remembered like you're a creepy dude. It's always sort of insinuated he's a bit like sexually creepy, but not quite as overt as this from what I remembered. And I was like, oh, my God, they've really nailed like I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means that I was really with early by the time that it got to the climax of it. And I was like, yeah, like got the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> was he a preacher in the in the game? I don't remember that bit. He, he never I don't think we heard anything about his background. Yeah, this he was, wasn't. This is what brought my biggest question for this episode um, on like a motive. Um, so obviously, James played by Troy Baker, shoots the horse or probably tried to shoot her, but hits the horse, <laughs> resulting in her falling to the floor. Uh, obviously, David is shouting, keep her alive. But James is very close to just like finishing her off, basically, mm. before David stops it. I don't know if James's motive in that sense was, I'm going to kill you now to spare you from David. Or it was like a vengeance thing of he she's they've killed um someone of our family. I want them dead. And I don't know, I I I thought that was really like like it could go to really dark places if it was the former rather than the latter, that um obviously James is kind of mercy killing her as opposed mm. to getting revenge. I just wondered if anyone else kind of had theories of that or if they thought similarly um i remember thinking it wasn't in that moment but it was the moment where they had ellie on the table and um shout out to troy baker we'll talk about troy baker in a minute but um yeah it's just when ellie reveals that she's infected it's almost like james takes her aside and it was like mm. that looks pretty fucking real david you know this isn't this the, 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 this is a problem and although James is very subservient to, to David, I think, throughout the episode, I think you're right. I think maybe there was a little bit of kind of like saviour wanting just there, but I know that he wanted revenge as well for his own reasons. Mm. Um, I don't know if anyone else has got a take on that. I'd, I'd read it that actually that James was pretty okay with the cannibalism aspect of it and that, you know, just another body in the minster would be, you know, fine. I You know, that he actually he was okay with the killing because he would just continue to feed the the people who were starving back back there until mm. until the infection. At which point he was like, "Oh shit, now we can't eat it now." 
so that that's the kind of angle that I thought he was taking. I didn't even consider the whole I'm saving you from David aspect. I just thought he was because all the way through almost every interaction he's got a gun pointed at her. Um, you know, whether whether it's yeah, he sneaks up behind her with a gun and you know, he wants to take her out and he's like, No, you let, let her go, and he's like, Why? You know, we could have had another meal kind of thing. That's the that's mm. the vibe that I got from him. That actually he was a creepy piece of shit, but not a sexual one. He just wants people to survive and continue to munch down on human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what made me think that was the kind of conversations that David and James were having separately, where he was David was kind of accusing him of losing faith in David, um, and that just made me question what James was had in his head as like is he is he not listening to this guy anymore because he just thinks what he's doing is abhorrent now or is he just thinking oh this dude is a fucking freak like yeah I'll eat people but god the way he treats <laughs> girls is just <laughs> fucked up <laughs> which is a weird moral high ground to be on if you're eating people but, to uh, somewhere I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think that that speaks to David's intimidation tactics, like slapping the girl at, at dinner. Like it's just a sort mm. of the way he treats women is very like it's more disgusting than eating people, I think. Yeah. And I, well, interestingly, I didn't have the perspective of like James wanting to mercy kill Ellie. I think through the interactions that he was having with David in almost every scene, you can see there's like a skepticism about James, about David's leadership. And I kind of saw it as like, there's a bit of a power struggle starting to form here of people are wanting to deviate from David's way. And I saw it as David wanted Ellie and James wanted, like when I was watching it, I saw it as James wants to shoot her almost to spite him. So it wasn't so much like a mercy thing. It was more of like, uh, this is my opportunity to like scupper you. Um, Mm. Because there's a couple of interactions, um, like when he said, "Oh, if it's God's will," um, and you can see, like, when they go back to like the dining room and stuff, James is very clearly like being framed as like not trusting in everything David's doing anymore. So I kind of saw it as more like a power struggle thing that was going on. Um, but it's interesting how they portrayed it that we've all had like very different perspectives on what his motives might have been, mm, and that's. That's the last of us, isn't it? That's how we all look at it. We go, well, maybe there's maybe there's an underlying reason. Maybe James is a nice guy after all, even though you know he eats people, but draws the line, draws the line in that uh, sexual misconduct. It's an interesting man. He needs help clearly. Uh, does James? Cat, uh, what did you make of um, James and his or David? Did you spot like any predatory behaviour before it was kind of clearly obvious? Or um, I think I'm biased by the fact that I knew, so it mm. was like. I I didn't I didn't pick up the thing that Sean picked up around um like the school thing straight away like I didn't make that link straight away um and I actually had to be like wait what and it wasn't until he was telling Ellie the story about how you know loads of people went out on a trek and then only three came back I was like oh shit um but obviously from knowing what David is and what knowing what he's doing for the camp and knowing that it's this big secret I did spot that look immediately like when they're in the cabin. And that girl says, when can we bury my dad? It shoots straight to Troy Baker. And it's that look of like, we're never fucking burying your dad because we're going to eat him. Like, and I think I'm shadowed by my bias. I don't know if I'd have ever have 
picked that up. Um, I don't think James was trying to mercy kill Ellie. I think his, I think his intentions are very, very loyal to David, but he's just not happy about it. It's kind of like that when he, you know, he does say at the beginning, I sense doubt in there, and I, and it's not from them, it's from you. And I don't think it's necessarily doubt. It's probably just like a a disdain of this poor girl wants to bury her dad, and this is the kind of bullshit they've been doing, and this is the kind of like sacrifices they're having to make, and it's a bit fucked up. But also, there's no alternative, so he's got no he's got no way out. Almost like it is like it's do or die. It's be loyal or or die. Um, so yeah I really liked it I I think it's difficult I think this was always going to be a little bit of a uh like a for anyone who's played the game of like the character they've tried very very hard to get you involved in the character straight away because they are battling against you know a 25 hour game and so yeah. 45 minutes has to equate to six or seven you know six or five or four hours of somebody fucking around in the cabin or like you know fucking around in the location that they're in um has to equate to those cutscenes. it has to equate to the the feel of you playing that game and kind of doing that um i'm sure we'll get on to like the actual fight scene separately or but if we don't then i can say it now but there was something about i really liked the changes i really liked that she's like because I'm sure she's is she locked in a cage in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is. Oh, well, I'm I blocked that bit out then. Um, because I do remember the bit where she says like, "Tell them that I'm the one that broke your finger," but I couldn't remember the cage thing. I just remember that. Um, yeah, I I really like. I guess the only yeah that was that was my thing. I like. David, I think me and Miles were really hoping they'd bring back Nola North. Um, but I, I think that David got across the right character almost immediately. And I think for anyone who didn't spot it and then they're starting to get it and it's for the subtlety of, oh, yeah, it's a bit culty, it's a bit teachery, you know. Mm. Um, it really does drip feed you, that that kind of sense of fucked upness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no, then it's you're like right. really obvious because it's like beheaded hanging people. You're like, oh, you're eating them. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who uh, didn't get it, that's what we're go. eating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think the actor who played David did it very well. I think, like, obviously, Nolan North is a an oracle in video, um, video in voice acting, and so you know, amazing. Mm. It's very, very big boots to fill, but um, this dude's kind of done it really quite well. Yeah. Sadly, I think we discussed it last week, didn't we? The um, the fallout between Nolan and Troy probably put a stop yeah, to it. Yeah, and that's a shame. If if that if that is the reason that's that's been put put to a stop, then that's a shame. But also, mm. I do think that the show David he looks a little bit pedo-y. I think, that, and that's <laughs> what I mean. It, it's going to be really difficult to make Nolan North look a bit pedo-y. Sure. In fairness, that is a very good point. I don't think I'd be able to see Nolan North as like that yeah, kind of character whereas, now. Yeah, like you do get like a bit of like a snaky feel from David straight away. It's like <laughs> hmm. <laughs> before he even opens his mouth. So I think I feel sorry for that young yeah. girl in the steakhouse. Um, assumedly, she's we can assume she's probably been abused by David at one point in her life, right? Um, do you think? No, I don't think he. I, I don't think, think so. she has. I think and the comment he makes about being a father is a bit, yeah. Mm. I don't know. No, but I think that's a product of 
there's something about as well like i was reading into this as well um because i didn't quite understand why everyone was so suddenly silent when they brought in the deer I was like, why is everybody like, are they scared? Are they like, what emotion is in the room? And it was because um, when he says like, you might have heard a rumour that we found the girl, you're thinking, how on earth would they fucking know that? And it's because the room think they're eating the deer they've caught. So David and James bring in the deer and... (laughs) Which is apparently the thing of like, why? And so I think, I think, I think throughout all of this, David's panicking a little bit. And when he slaps that girl, it's the sense of like, this was what you all did to me. Don't forget this because now I'm starting to panic. And when people panic, they go into violence. And so then now he's Mm. not only just, you know, a a sensitive dude who was chosen to, you know, be a follower because he's a preacher of God. It's turning into now I have to keep the control because I'm making decisions that are really fucked up. And you can tell that as well. You can tell that's very genuine in, in the way he speaks to Ellie about, do you not think that shames me? You can you can tell there's a line of truth there. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to So I don't it. think he's been abused, but I do think it it's a... Uh, I, I don't... I wouldn't doubt that he is manipulating um, and coercing a lot of the people there because they were very quick to shut their face and they were very quick to shut their mouths. So... Yeah. And no one was surprised by the slap. What he, uh, so, what what David did do though was feed her dad to her. Yeah, super fucked up. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's like beyond, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's just yeah. too far. That's just too far. Um, all right then. So let's get into uh, Troy Baker. Um, Sean, what did you make of Troy's performance as James? I thought he was good. If I'm honest, I, I did hmm. think he slipped into Joel voice for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was slightly. <laughs> jarring just to hear Joel's voice coming from a different character um but I think I think he's a good actor anyway and I think you know Nolan North and Troy Baker can do live action and they can do it well not just the voice acting so I think he's he's a good choice to get to play a cameo um and I think he he did he did well in his position I think he you know he got across a lot within his performance um I think he acted as a really great, like, you know, he was a subservient to Davey, but I think he played a decent foil within this. Yeah. Kind of, um, for me, he was one of the ones that kind of continued to put the mystery into this whole episode. So, um, like, when David lets Ellie go with the medicine and he tells James not to shoot him, you know, no one, sorry, um, Trey Baker's right. performance there, yeah, when he's, you know, like, what, you know, why are we letting the go? Um, for, for a viewer who didn't know what was happening, Troy is the voice of us. Like, you know, we're like, what is going on? Like, this yeah. guy is creepy. He's he's very definitely got something going on with a dead body that he, you know, he's had a really weird glance with James at. And at this point, we don't know, is he a good guy who's just weird? Is he eating people... On the regular, um, so I think Troy does a really good, great kind of. Um, he's like the voice of the audience at times in this episode, and I think he does that well. Mm, yeah. Oh, Man United won that out of seven minutes in. See, Miles, it was fine. Everything's fine. Don't need to worry about sure. a thing. All right. Sure. There we go. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about getting a seven up at some point, and I was like, no, I don't think I should. <laughs> oh. So I'll cut this out. 
Uh, yeah, Josh, uh, what did you make of uh, Joy? Are you sad that there wasn't a um, a Joel and Joel scene? Because I was. Wait, uh, I know yeah, it wouldn't have made what, a, a lot of sense. It would have been but... a nice like. It would have been a nice meta meeting of minds, knowing that on screen we have got both Joels technically uh, together. Um, but yeah, I think I just agree with everyone else who said like, I, I don't know if I had like really big reservations on Troy doing a good, decent job when when we kind of knew that we're both we're going to get both Joel and Ellie into the show. Um, I just think <clears throat> like voice acting translating onto screen is a very different process um and i i'm not super aware if he's done on-screen stuff beforehand in like a capacity that's list this large he might have done like maybe some smaller short films films um or tv episodes or what have you um but i think with motion capture as well that they're, they're normally quite a physical role that purely for the kind of you know, to capture the, the motion, I guess, is the best way to put it. So they're, they're very animated, but, you know, there's a lot, there was a lot of nuance in his, like, kind of his looks. And, you know, um, I was really paying attention to the way he was sitting the first time we had the, the kind of scene in the steakhouse and seeing what he was like with all this, because like like Sean said, he, he's a really interesting character that brings a lot of the questions to the to the audience as like we kind of we're we're the uh he's the kind of beacon to let everyone know kind of what's going on and what the questions are and why what we should be thinking about um and that's quite a big thing to have uh as as a character that's probably not going to be in a lot of the episode um yeah and you know seeing him dead there with a cleaver in his neck was just like (laughs) Yeah, someone someone's happy about that. <laughs> so someone someone's going to have that screenshot as a computer wallpaper or something. Um, but yeah. bless him. Oh yeah, well, yeah. sell it. <laughs> Sorry, make it into an NFT and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Good. Law's probably got a uh, photo of it on the dartboard right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was upset when he died. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, James was clearly um, not a nice guy by any means, but it was like, it was more, no, Troy Baker, he's dead. Aww. And he died in a fucking violent way as well. Oh, yeah. That was a uh, massive thing. Out there. That was dark. That was dark. I can't even enjoy seeing Troy Baker. I did. And I, I like, I was listening to Josh there about. Like, I was really, like, same as Josh, I was really, really looking out. Like, obviously, as an actor myself, I'm, I've am i done stage and I've trained a little bit for TV and it's so different. Um, and like Josh is saying, that it's really important that, like, like voice acting and mocapping is very similar to theatre. It has to be very emphasised. It has to be very, like, your body is your, um, your mech, really, like, your character. And I didn't once get the get the impression that Troy was not a seasoned TV actor. Um, 
and I was really not hoping for it, but I was really ready to spot it. I was really ready to spot like ah, that shouldn't have happened because that's really, if anything, like he dialed it down a bit too much. Like he like really went on the slow go with all the subtle looks and the darkness and the mood lighting of his face. But um, no, I I thought he did really really well. I thought it was great to have him, and I think it's a it's a shame that. Um, there was not a scene of the two Joels, I think, but important, obviously, why there wasn't. Um, it would have been nice to see the Joel and Joel on on TV. A bit of Joel and Joel action. Yeah, a little bit of Joel and Joel action. Just, you know, <laughs> like Troy Baker in his mind being like, fuck you, this is my part. Like, <laughs> I did it like this. Um, I did read something funny where... Um, uh, like Neil and Craig had asked him to be in the show and, and Troy was like, I'd be flattered, like, thank you so much. And they and they said, we're going to give you James. And Troy went, who the fuck is James? He was like, thank you so much, I'm honoured, but but who's James? Because <laughs> he, had, he had no memory of it. He had no memory of who James was. And actually, I think he's not a massive... Um, he's not a massive, like... Um, like he doesn't. I don't know what I was trying to say there. My brain is still. He's not like, even really foggy. a character in the game, is he? He just goes and gets the That's medicine. That's what and I was trying back. to say. Thank you so much, Miles. That was like <laughs> we'll finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, thank you. That was what I was trying to say. Is that he's not really he, a named character in the show? Did he help no, Ellie on the table in the, in the game, game as well? And that was it. Uh, I feel I like he, he wasn't there in that scene, I feel like, because mm. um, doesn't Ellie just break away from David? And like, I think she does bite him or kicks him in the knee or something and then gets out and escapes. Yeah, you're probably right, you know, because it does lead straight into the boss fight. I mean, you, I guess you'd call it a boss fight when you in game terms. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the um, it, it's the show expanding upon small characters again, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's um, who knew we needed, you know, Troy freaking Baker as James. But we did, you know? That's what the show does so well. It takes these small characters and makes them somewhat larger, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't remember James from the show. I always assumed that... I knew Troy was going to be part of David's crew. I always assumed he was going to be one of the guys that got interrogated by Joel. Um, but I was uh, obviously wrong on that part. Have you, have you seen the interview between Bella Ramsey and um, Troy Baker? No, where's that to? Uh, I think Briefly. it was on. I think it was on IGN, but essentially, Troy Breaker had left Balamandia a message to say, "How dare you kill me?" Um, and apparently, <laughs> it was just like they'd spent the entire day in in like in makeup and ready to shoot. In costume, yeah, it acts like in his neck the whole time, didn't he? <laughs> He's walking around <laughs> with an axe in his neck all day. <laughs> just, I just imagine like Troy Baker on set. Just, how's it going? Just a giant cleavers. <laughs> just what a great image. As again, I was Joel. I was the first Joel. Troy, that's me. I was Joel. I was Joel. <laughs> yeah. This is my part. I was Joel. I, I saved you in the game, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the good guy, really. <laughs> um, yeah, talking of Joel, Pedro Pascal, again, um, fantastic episode. That interrogation scene, another pretty much shot for shot from the game, I would assume. Um I watched a side-by-side on Twitter today and it was just like, man, it's fantastic. Again, if they're not playing the game, they are being directed very specifically. <laughs> There's something that we talked about a while back saying, you know, Druckmann told Joel and uh, told Pedro and Bell not to play the game. 
but we see all these recreations and they're so spot on that you have to wonder either it's all on the page and they're just brilliant writers or they're being directed in, in a very specific way by Neil and Craig to match those scenes. Um, I don't know if anyone else got that from that scene, but I think that was the, in terms of the the whole episode, that was the one that felt most pulled from the game for me. Definitely. Mm. That, I think I feel like every episode there is one scene that they'll do shot for shot from the game. Um, yeah. And I think they're, they're picking them very, very carefully and doing them such a service. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's our, that is the show's only brief look at kind of Joel in the past. Um, so I reckon for people that kind of aren't aware of the game or the show, when they see the brutality of his interrogation, they're probably like, fucking hell, I didn't know he was like that. I mean, yeah. I heard some things. <laughs> I heard some things about him because they, you know, Tommy's been saying some stuff about how they've had to get by to survive, but this is really it on display. Um, uh, and I just, yeah, I'm so glad that they did it because I thought that the previous episode when they were at the, the little the little hut with the two, the husband and wife, I thought, oh, this is going to be that. But I'm glad that it was like, a, that was kind of like the seed to let this scene really like have a lot of impact. Yeah, it's showing like the other side of Joel that we haven't seen. And like, we have, we've had nice Joel. And I think the benefit of Pedro is that He's kind of does nice Joel really well. And a query I had in my mind of like, is he going to pull off the the hardened piece of shit Joel? And then when we watched that scene and the build up to it where he's like ill and he like guts that guy in the neck, I was like, oh, he's he's doing it. Like he's all in on this. And I was really with it. And then that scene where he is doing the interrogation, it's such like a cleverly done scene in the game. They just recreated it like nigh on minute for minute, like perfectly. And it just felt very visceral. And I was like, that is exactly how I think of The Last of Us is scenes like that, where it's just like the guttering brutality of humanity comes out when they're pushed against the wall. And I think Pedro absolutely nailed like that feel to the character at that stage and the panic he's in. Um, yeah, I think it was a really well done part. Mm. Yeah. John? I, I agree, and I think this is one of the benefits of this being a show. If you've not played the game and, and watching the show, that actually the, the, the show hasn't really had that much violence. You know, aside from obviously the giant hole in the ground and all the shooting and ripping, and but I think those moments of absolute brutality have been at a minimum and, and very sparse. So when mm-hmm. they do happen, they, they come with a lot of impact. And when, like, you know, I, I don't want to go into the stupidity of having, you know, two shots of antibiotics into your intestinal tract and suddenly being Superman. But, like, for that five, ten minutes of this episode where Joel is just like, okay, feel a bit rough, but I'm going to fucking kill everyone. And, you know, the whole, by the end, by the end of that scene where he goes, it's okay, I believe him. I'm, like, hooting and hollering. I am basically an American cinema going, oh, yes, motherfucker. <laughs> just like absolutely the most cathartic release of, yes, this is, this is what, you know, the, this is the, this is the violence that, you know, Joel, that was hinted at, like both Miles and Josh just said that 
you know, we, we know he's capable because, you know, he's been shooting people in the past, you know, in the town. Um, but it's just, this was this was the next level. This was absolute brutality. And I think the sparse use of it just makes it so much more impactful, um, mm. which kind of leads on to the, the, the other major kind of violence that happens later on in this episode when that's just another one that's just like, oh, God, yes. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's brilliant, and yeah, Pedro has been, you know, obviously because of this moment in the game, you know, Joel is um very much laid up, and it's it's a lot of hours with Veli, and um, it's just as just as exciting, just as traumatic and fun. Um, but it's great when <laughs> Joel comes back, you know, he is just this angry, angry machine, and like nothing stands in his way, and it's um it's great to to watch, especially on the show. It's great to play as well. Um. All right. Is there is there anything else? Any more for any more? In this episode that you'd like to discuss or get into? I just want to say how impressive this set, all the sets are. Oh like, yeah. They, they completely nailed that whole area. Like they didn't even need to. You know, they didn't even need to make it look like kind of what the game was, but they they did, and it was. Yeah, it really took you there. Um, if you played the game, you kind of like. Oh, I like even the house. It was like it looked so spot on from the game. Uh, I just thought, yeah, it, it never fails to amaze me. Yeah, the I think, Yeah, um, and something else as well is that I think had they not nailed poor Bella, the amount of time that she must have had to, because if you crouch in a position for a really long time, it really fucking hurts. Um, and she must have had to crouch and run around those like things for a really long time to get every angle and bless herself because I think had they not gone in that way with the direction, um, then like it probably the the, the episode would have been very different audience wise. Uh, if we hadn't have felt like we played that scene, that would have felt very different. I don't know what about you, Sean, when when they're kind of doing that restaurant thing. Because of course you haven't played the scene, but I think people who have played the game, that boss fight for us, although it was shortened down because there's three layers and as you hit David more, he gets faster around the tables. And something that I think the actor who plays David absolutely nailed, because even I cringed on the sofa, was the early like mm. he does that in the in the game and it's so fucking creepy because it, it's like the fire's getting worse you can't step on the glass you know he does that thing where it, it's very similar oh, i can't say that the word uh, <laughs> um, i was just about to say something i was just gonna say a parallel um but it's it's yeah it's he nailed it really really well and everybody nailed the so, nuances and oh god Sorry, I think my internet's playing up. You were juttering a bit there. I lost you for a second. Oh, no, I was, I was just saying that absolutely nails like the feel of you playing that game because I think if it hadn't have been similar, everyone would have been like, that's so different to how David dies or that's so different to how it feels when he's in that chase with Ellie. But I think they nailed it really well with her crouching. She has to go around the tables. So, you know, he's kind of, kind of like walking around really slowly. Ellie, like... Chef's yeah. kiss because they know that. I think I think from not having played that kind of boss fight, I think it, it just worked as a like a an episode of TV where you know you, you've got him in there and there's a lot of tension and it it felt <clears throat> it felt like he probably should have been 
a bit more aware of all the hiding spaces that you know he lives in there and mm. wasn't really getting around there, he was just kind of standing in the middle, um, you know, calling yeah. out to him, expecting that to work. But I think I think the fire kind of added a lot of tension, knowing that actually yeah. there's a timer on this now. Um yeah. and I, I wanted to ask a question because like the way that the end of that is shot. So, you know, when Bella's on top of, I mean, with the, the, the you know, the hatches, I think it is, as you just basically burn it into him and the blood splattering all up the camera and all over her face. Mm. Is that the same in the game? I don't know. Yes. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, it is. It is it's because a, Joel pulls her off. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think it's slightly more visceral in the game. I think it's still very visceral in this. But I remember when I saw it in the game, I was like, "Shit, this is that's probably one of the darkest, most violent scenes I've probably seen in a game up to this point." It it felt very um... raw. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just like you know, this 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 person has obviously caused early quite a lot of turmoil over this very short period of time. And it felt very mm. cathartic. Um, but I think, do you know, in the game where, where Joel pulls Ellie off, and I just think in this, Ellie feels far more physically capable, but mm. far more emotionally fragile. Mm. Yeah. Kind you can see that in the that. cage as well. Yeah. I've, like, I've she starts to doubt it. She starts to question it. She starts to be like, you don't know me. But you can see the fear on her face at the same time. And she's trying to act strong, isn't she? And she's doing that in the woods with the deer. And then she's doing it in the cage. And then this is like a very, like, visceral, raw, you know, there is nothing to hide in what she's doing to David and what she's taking out on David. Mm. I think you also... I'll put one oh, right sorry. between your eyes. Sorry, I was just quoting, <laughs> quoting Ellie. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as well at that stage, like especially in the game as well. Like Ellie sort of does start to believe that Joel is gone. Like you can kind of feel because you have like when you initially escape as Ellie in the game, you do like a little stealth sequence where you're trying to like escape the town before you get cornered in that restaurant. And it's kind of like in that moment, she's so terrified, not only of David, but I think there's like this outpouring of she doesn't have Joel and she's starting to believe that Joel can't come and save her. So it's kind of this massive reaction of fear more than anything that she doesn't have Joel. And I think that's why it kind of works a bit more in the game because she's just going to town on David's face with this machete and it physically takes someone to remove her from him to like cut her out of that daze. So there's something about that, but like she's demonstrated to be coming of age already in this episode of like she's now down with the violence of this world and she can survive it of her own accord now, which is a nice take, I think, for Bella's version of Ellie. I think it was in Grounded, um, the behind the scenes movie about the, the first game, um, which is on YouTube. You haven't watched it, it's brilliant. And I think it was Neil Druckmann that said in that scene, it's all of Ellie's anger being let out. It's it's Riley and Henry and Sam and Tess and everyone just all in one. She's letting it all out like in that moment. Mm. She's just letting like the entire her entire journey out on David's face. Essentially. And also as well, the, the like what she's letting out is the fact that she's just had to fight to keep Joel alive. Like she's held all of that. She's worried about it. 
and she's probably quite annoyed that she's worried about it because she has been on her own for like she's always looked after herself and now like for fuck's sake now she cares again kind of like and that's that's really dangerous for her because everyone she's lost has either (laughs) died or left her so there's that and she's just fought tooth and nail to keep him alive that's a really good line you should write that down I know, I should play it out one day in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Push someone over with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's um, just a, such a wonderful way to end the episode. I think Bella is um, superb and probably her best performance, I think, in this episode, which is saying a lot considering, you know, how great she's been all the way through. Um, how Do are we feeling? Think... Sorry, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. So I know I was going to say I did notice something, but it was more of an actor thing. Um how did you feel about the emotion that she gave when she finally found Joel? Do you think it was congruent with her coming out of the restaurant and, and the anger that she'd let out? I love how long did it took re- for her to realise. I think Yeah, she was, I think that was special. Like the last, mm. last person on earth she thought it was going to be would be Joel in that moment. I think. Yeah. And so when yeah. you know she takes she takes a beat to really look at him. And for him yeah. to go, you know, it's me, it's me. And, you know, she she, her, she does her wide eye thing, she does. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, she's, yep, she, okay, she knows that's Joel. And yeah, it, it's the, the relief on her face is just like, oh, my. Give her all the awards, it's give her be, all the Emmys right now. And, uh, do you know what? It's going to be, I was thinking this this morning, it's going to be like Better Call Soul. It's going to sweep for years. Like, it's it's just going to do that. The only reason that I said that was because there was a part of me that expected a little bit more once she'd realised. Um, and whether that be like a little more absence or a little bit more because she'd just come out of the fire. And then I read that they were filmed out of um, out of scene. So she had no idea what emotion she would feel. So she kind of came out and did it blind, which I think for her doing that scene blind, like, you know, that's amazing that she was able to muster up all of that emotion for it. But I'd have really liked to have seen it, like, in mm. um, whatever the word is, you know, in, in... simultaneously. Not simultaneously, sure. you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Sickness. Sickness. <laughs> it melts my brain. <laughs> Because in the game, Ellie manages to get a few more words out. She's like, she tries to explain to Joel what, what's happening. Um, yeah, doesn't I he guess... say like he tried to he tries to eat people or he tries to he tried to kill me or something like that? And yeah. she only gets out he in the show. Yeah, but that's all he needs. Joel just wants to hug her at that point. Yeah, say... I mean that was great, and I think that that should stay. Yeah, I completely agree. Can can I comment on how the show has done a pretty decent job of pairing up another pair of episodes because i know that we talked about how like episodes of this show felt like two parters mm-hmm. and like the the last two episodes have kind of both ended on a point where the character has come to terms with the fact that this is like a, a relationship that they like obviously the end hug of this episode and joel saying you know what he says and that being what he said to his daughter the last you know this is like a big round circle but also the fact that the the end of the last episode you had the whole flashback for you know ellie's you know episode but also at the end she's like okay i've decided i'm staying with joel like you know she's she throughout that episode it feels like actually there's this doubt in her head and she might be moving away but actually by the end of it you know 
this is Joel's my person. And at the end of this, Joel is like Ali's, you know, essentially my daughter kind of thing. So I just think it's a really well paired together pair of episodes that have got quite a lot of symmetry to them. Yeah. Which I, I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a definitely a, 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 um, a fair point. I always, in my head, I always get this sequence of the game and left behind mixed up because they're both in winter and they both sort of play out in similar ways. They're both very early focused. So, um, yeah, I suppose it makes sense that the episodes would feel this, that, that way as well. In the timeline, they happen one after the other as well, to be fair. So, yeah, true. True. Um, right then. So, how are we feeling about next week, the, the, the final episode? I'm sad it's going to be over, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be over. I've enjoyed this so much more than I even thought I or expected I would. So I'm just lapping up every second of it. Are you, um, I mean, we, I won't go into obviously details, but there's still a fair amount to cover. And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and we're still getting, you know, we're getting any flashbacks. We know that much at least because of Ashley Johnson. And, you know, it's like, just, it's like, for me, it's like this is not the time, guys. It's not mm. the time. We've got to we got to get to the end. But I, 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 I guess they have a plan. Who knows? I think they can cut out from this point on a lot of like before the end game of the game. It's a lot of like traveling. There's quite a bit of combat and exploration stuff, which I think they're just gonna cut down a hell of a lot of that. Um, because it is like traveling through stuff that they do. So the series has been very good at chopping out most of pretty much all of the gameplay segments like involving combat and whatever have pretty much been eradicated for the most part. So I think that's where they're going to find a lot of time to squeeze everything in. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very tight squeeze to get all that into one 50 minute episode or 45 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Cause I was thinking, you know, it's like, maybe this is cause I won't spoil anything. I'll just say the sequence in the hospital. It took yeah. me so long. Like it took me, I want to say I want to say at least an hour to feel safe, and in my head that means like, well, that sequence was gone forever. It no, it's not that. It's because I'm shit at the game. It's also it was... a lot of combat. It is a lot <laughs> of combat. It's just so I, much. I think that's going to be the real estate of the episode. Um, I think the bit that's going to be cut is potentially the tunnel, because um, that is literally just game. It's, isn't yeah, it? it's, uh, and I don't mm. think there's anything story-wise missing if they don't go through there. Um, it's literally just to fill g- gameplay time, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, so I think, if anything, that's cut, which makes kind of the scene prior and then the hospital kind of quite a, uh, a good chunk of the episode. And I'm, I'm, I'm all right with the tunnel going missing. I think maybe people would complain like, oh my God, another episode with not many clickers. <laughs> Come on. Because um, that is where the chunk of them are. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I, I do think though, there is a, before you get to the tunnel, and I'm not going to spoil this, but there's a section involving Ellie where Ellie's character is very uh, mm. different. And I feel like yeah. they're going to have to keep that part in because it's so important for like Ellie's development as a as a character and where obviously the game and the story are heading and stuff. So I think they're going to have to keep that 
and then like you said they go through like a military complex bit which is like deserted that'll get cut the tunnel will get cut like you said and i think it's just going to be uh like in the hospital i think that will be a good chunk of the episode but i think it will also be cut down quite considerably of like <laughs> that's funny in the game you're literally killing like hundreds of people and obviously they're not gonna be able to do that in the show so yeah i i sat down with my wife and asked her about this and she said we kind of know what happens in the next episode or you know what would happen in the next episode and we both said that this felt like it felt rushed like we've missed a lot of traveling and it feels like they've made it across America in incredible time. Yeah. And that we've only slowed down for the story beats. So, and, and my wife said, I was kind of expecting more. And mm. I, I kind of agree that actually, you know, by cutting out the bits of traversal and stuff, we've missed some of the hardship that they go through. Yeah. Because despite the fact that obviously this trip has not been easy on either Joel or Ellie, based on what we've seen in the TV show, actually, it's it's only kind of half as hard as it would have been within the game, even based yeah. on what I played. So it's I don't know. I yeah. And then we got the fact that actually, you know, Bell has been saying that the, the ending of the next episode is controversial. And I'm actually wondering whether they don't finish off the first game within this episode. Whether they get <laughs> to and uh, just leave it as a click cliffhanger. You know, Joel standing in a corridor and Ellie being somewhere else, and actually that's where it ends, or hmm. I, don't know. I mean the ending is kind of a cliffhanger of sorts. Yeah, it is. You're left with so many questions at the end, and you're just like you you're fuming. You at the end, you're fuming. And I think <laughs> and in a in a positive way for me personally, I think I I don't remember the discourse uh, back when it came out of, of the ending, but um now that it's approaching, there has been the discussion like, oh yeah, this was quite a quite a, a divisive um, ending. And I was like, really? I thought it was like, yeah, it was frustrating, but in like the best way possible, like an ending could be, because you're kind of like, fuck, where do we go now? Yeah, it was quite a big thing. I remember a lot of my friends when I played it didn't like the ending. And I was like, it, like again, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm looking forward to next week. We could talk about it properly, but... Like, I always thought the ending to the first game was perfectly fitting for the game and its story and mm. its world and atmosphere and everything else. But you do make a good point, Sean. And I think I touched on it right at the start of, like, in this episode, when Joel is battling, like, when you play as Joel to go get Ellie, you literally battle your way through this town and you butcher, like, dozens of people on your way. And I remember feeling like I am in Joel's shoes. Like I'm going to kill every one of these bastards on my way. And I don't care who it is. And I don't care what I'm doing. And I think like, because the episodes have been so condensed, you do miss a lot of that kind of you buying into the role of Joel and buying into that, like brutality at all costs and the connection that they've built through a lot of that, like bad stuff that you do in the game. And I think Josh, you touched on like, they can't have you in the series killing like hundreds of people like you do in the game because that cognitive dissonance thing becomes really apparent. But I do think there's like, I would have liked this to have been extended by a few more episodes or even like a whole second season to connect like the changing of uh, time periods and how much they've traveled. And I think there's a few sections that could have done some really nice exposition um, that you just kind of don't get here because they've had to chop it into nine episodes. But I think for what we've got, 
it is amazing. But yeah, I kind of agree with you, Sean. It does feel like there's a bit more of. I think if, if it, like you know that that I can't remember which episode it was where you see them pulling off the road, camping, Joel and Ellie fall asleep, and then the next day they're back on the road again. And it just feels like I could have done with more of that to make mm. it feel like a longer journey, something that's you know driving through more chaotic streets and having to take diversions or something. And I, I just feel like like I'm not ready for it to end because it doesn't feel like it's been long enough. I probably could have. I don't know how they would have done it in the show, and I guess this is probably the best way to do it. But I just, it just does feel like this nine episodes isn't enough for them to to get to the end, and and to maybe I'm just trying to convince myself that I want more. (laughs) We just want more of the show. (laughs) I think this must turn now into budget stuff. Like, yes, it was uh, an incredible incredibly well-selling game how is this really going to translate into tv um now that 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 they got the opportunity to make it they've been given a season what do you do in a season for people that don't know if there's a future for the show because they don't know how it's going to turn out do they do what i would like spread it out multiple seasons two would be good and have more moments that we don't see in the game that are like a bit more quieter but you feel that journey like you're trying to say or do we cover the game which we know as a whole story is incredibly strong which could make us you know another season because of how how good the story is and how successful it could be um and that's probably that was probably i feel like that could be a could have been a discussion for uh neil Druckmann and craig mazin with hbo that were like we could do this or we could do that depending on how well it does and they i think if they were just to get to make one season let's at least finish the story of part one yeah that's fair yeah and don't worry miles part two is going to be at least three seasons as long <laughs> as they do it better than the game that's fine mm, boy <laughs> no. I actually do think with the storytelling of this season, I I think I might enjoy it a little bit more. Maybe. No, 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 because because we love the first game, and that's why we love the season. The second season's going to be shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm willing like, to give it a chance. Two seasons, it's just the same amount of time the fucking game is. Too long. Wow. <laughs> Look for the light's going to be very different next time around, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be look for the edge of the cliff the cat wants to jump off of. Blimey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Said what I said. This is where I'm like... Well, we will be back next week with the final episode of Look for the Light, which is very beautifully called look for the light. So that's nice. That's a nice little full circle thing. Um, thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget our main video game focused podcast. We'll be back next week as well. Talking about all the latest and greatest in the world of video games. And we'll be back with you. We look for the light at some point next week, hopefully uh, next Thursday night, next Friday morning. That routine seems to be working quite well for us. So yeah, we'll be here to talk about the very last episode 
Oh boy, I fear there's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, but until then, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It's goodbye from Cat. Bye bye. It is goodbye from Joshua Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. And goodbye from Sean Davies. Toodles. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on Look for the Lights. Thank you.